Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, the governor extends the Stay Safer at Home order. Also, the V-Team takes a look at the politics of division. And there are Alabama solutions to Alabama problems. These were Italian. Now they're practical. We can solve them. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR, and my constant companion, Susan Britt, guru of all things research available and now compost, Josh. Oh, nice. I, th- I thought there for just a second you were calling me your constant companion, and I was, I was worried. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, you're pretty, we're pretty constant. That's true. That's true. Well, after uh, some uh, 50 plus months, four years, and X amount of days, the Supreme Court of the state of Alabama has denied to rehear Mike Hubbard's case, which should mean he's going to jail pretty soon, Josh. Finally. Yeah, yeah, they, they denied that Friday morning. Um, and and a six to one vote still got one person holding out. No, one person was yeah, one person voted against themselves. Uh, but uh, it's uh, you know at, at this point he should go he should go to jail fairly fairly soon. Of course I've said that before and it's been months and so we'll see yeah. how they how they handle this. They create a whole new process for Mike Hubbard. Uh, but in theory, what should happen now is that certificate of judgment should go down to uh, to the appeals court where they're going to uh, handle some things and clear up uh, some stuff on, on his sentencing. Uh, and then it, sh- and it should also go at the same time down to Lee County and at the clerk's office there. Then Jacob Walker, who's a judge, uh, should revoke the bond. Uh, and at that point, uh, without a bond, Mike Hubbard should get a prison date and he should report. Susan, it's four years in prison. Mm-hmm. For certain, no matter what, it's four years. Now, p- rumor has it that he will do about a week or so in, in hard at, at hard time, what we used to call hard time. Yeah. And then he'll he'll be in Mayberry, I think, at Aunt, and Aunt B will be cooking right. the groceries. Most likely. Most likely. Yeah, he'll, do about, he'll do about a week at a warden's house uh, somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he'll he'll go, uh, it seems as though he'll, he'll go to probably some local facility. But... Uh, that that has been the push, uh, and yeah. so we we shall see. I mean, it, you know, it could end up that he, you know, the prison system is not known for uh, for its bookkeeping prowess. So it, it could end up that he gets lost in the shuffle somewhere, and he winds up staying at uh, you know at a state prison somewhere for for a while. But uh, you know, I would not think that's what's going to happen. Well, bottom line, he's going to jail. Yeah. 
Finally, but, after all of this I, time and all the maneuvering, he's going to jail. I just don't think Aunt B ought to be cooking him. I don't think so I either. Think, but I don't think Barney should be serenading him or Otis. No, I don't think <laughs> so either. But I, I'll, tell you, I'll say this. I do think that the, the pictures and video of Mike Hubbard reporting to prison is going to send a pretty chilling message to a lot of people. Uh, and the folks who worked on this case, Matt Hart uh, and a lot of that team, that took an unending amount of BS from people, uh, yeah. from Republicans in office and from from some Democrats in office as well. Yeah. Uh, they took an yeah. unending amount of BS and criticism for this stuff. Uh, they yeah. should be pretty proud of what they've done, and I think it'll it'll make a difference going forward. Well, and Van Davis, who's one of the finest men and attorneys I've ever known. <clears throat> did not leave, live to see this day, Susan. No, he That's did not, and, and I hate that. And he worked his heart out and took a lot of slings and arrows to get Mike Hubbard convicted, convicted, which he did. Well, somebody else who gets, keep, keeps getting rocks thrown at her for doing the right thing is Governor Kay Ivey, Susan, this week. Mm -hmm. She extended the Safer at Home order mm -hmm. and the mask order until October uh, 2nd, and there's still howls from some folks who just don't see the wisdom of keeping uh, the mask on and socially distancing. Yeah, it's, I saw a news report or a news snippet uh, this week that said, you know, Kay Ivey extends the order, you know, for the mask order, despite the fact that the numbers are going down. They're going down because we're wearing masks. Right. Yeah. What? what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, I was know, dumbfounded. Keep taking this medicine, even though we keep getting better. Uh, I, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I know. What? It, and this was a news organization. This wasn't just some random tweet somewhere. I mean, you know, whoever wrote that headline needs to be, well, maybe just hit around the head and neck with a gummy bear or something. It was a ridiculous headline. Uh, the reason the cases are going down is because people are following the rules. If they follow more strictly, they would go down faster. But that's not what we do. I, 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 I. Governor Kay Ivey has been doing the right thing since this pandemic took hold. And not all of us agree with all that she's done, but the mask ordinances and the closings and all that have been the best that anyone in the South has done. Uh, we can argue that people have done better jobs, but that she has cared about the folks of Alabama first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I, I do want to say this. One organization has accused her of using the pandemic to expand government. How? How? By telling you to wear, telling you to wear a mask. That's it. By telling yeah, you. Yeah, by you not dying. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, it just, it's, it's so uh, it, it's so idiotic, you know. And I, I listened to. I'll tell you, some, some people had criticized her. Is uh, is Doug Jones and uh, and the mayors of the biggest cities in the state, uh, including a couple of Republicans in that. Uh, you know, they're, they're not criticizing her. Uh, they're, they 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 see the results of what's happened here from this. And That's yeah, right. listen, I, I was critical early uh, because we didn't move fast enough on some of this stuff. Right. And I think we've seen the right. results of, of what has happened. But I mean, sure. where we are now, look, you can't argue with the results of this. No, you can't. And I tell you, I want to switch subjects here. One of the people, one of the unsung heroes of this whole thing has been Secretary of Labor Fitzgerald Washington. Mm -hmm. He has done a, a, a grace under pressure. I mean, look, we had some 350,000 people applied for unemployment in just a short amount of time. And yeah, there's been problems, but they are paying out 90% of all the, the cases regularly now. 
and, and the 10% that they're missing are due to errors mainly from the people applying for mm -hmm. the, the, the money is really And let us not forget, they're doing this on a skeleton staff. Right. Because their staff has cut back dramatically over the last few years. So they have this huge onslaught of claims with barely anybody in the office. 70%. Right. That's, what, that's what's been cut over the last 10 years, 70%. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, they've, they've made some mistakes. They've had some problems. They have. But at the same time, given what they're working with and up against this crisis, I think they've done a pretty good job of it. And it, what they could use is some other people in state government uh, getting off their cans and, and helping them out a little bit. That's absolutely right. And and I, I like I said, this is people doing the hard work of making sure people who are unemployed through no fault of their own are getting paid. Which adds to our economy. Yes, well, we're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news. Today, we are at war with an invisible enemy. Not that long ago, families across Alabama helped America turn the tide in World War II. Some joined the front lines in combat, while others led the fight on the home front. Those sacrifices helped our nation win the war and go on to define the greatest generation. Now, we must answer today's call. By comparison, our sacrifice is small but each of us can do our part. Mask up, Alabama. The Port of Mobile is a crucial commerce center for the entire state of Alabama. Activities with our shippers generated over $490 million in tax revenue for the state. We've generated 135,000 jobs by having a competitive seaport within cost-effective reach. Thanks to the state's leadership, Alabama's only seaport is being modernized to ensure that we are continually competing on a global scale. For more information, contact the Alabama State Port Authority at ASDD.com. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, uh, I, I've been thinking a long, long time about the fact that Alabama is in dire need of good policy. Mm -hmm. And it would do well to have a policy think tank that actually was thinking about Alabama rather than plagiarizing Washington, D.C., or Texas or Georgia or something like that. And you know, the other day it dawned on me that Governor K. Ivey gave us the perfect slogan for a think tank that would be truly bipartisan and truly interested in what's best for the state of Alabama. And Josh, that is Alabama solutions for Alabama problems. And we really need that because what we have is, is mostly partisan mm -hmm. or it's so granular we can't do anything with it yeah i think that, that that's true and I, I think you know we can uh you, I, 
I've always said this. I think that there are, you can throw away the things that, that separate everybody and you can focus on uh, the, the number of things in this state that we all agree need to be addressed uh, and, and the problems and issues that are there. I mean, it, now listen, I, I, you know, I give you a perfect example. Uh, Dick Brubaker and myself, uh, we don't agree on hardly anything. And you probably, maybe some people have seen this on Twitter, go back and forth about that. But we do agree on education issues. Uh, and, and the importance of those issues. We don't always agree on how they should be solved, but that's the, that's the purpose of a, of a think tank like the one you're talking about, is to, yeah. is to bring together people with differing ideas, put them in the same you know, environment together, and, and get something on paper and get something out there that, that's a policy idea for people to approach government with and, and maybe better the state. Yeah, and, and Susan, that, that's what... I mean, we try to do that as a news organization, but we really need smart people that their job is to think about smart solutions exactly. for Alabama. But to do it like our organization does, where you hear from everybody and, 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 and it's a nonpartisan way. I mean, we've got to be able to do, we've got the smart people in Alabama. Yeah, we do. We've got these people of this high level of intelligence that can, that can come up with solutions. We just got to figure out a way to get them together. And, and we all know that narrow thinking uh, just it just stifles creativity, and so many times we see policies, uh, Josh, where it's like taken from Georgia, or taken from Texas, mm -hmm. or taken from Virginia, and it's like oh, and they admit it. Well, why? So often, what you find with that is is the policies are not policies for the benefit of anyone. They're policies for the benefit of politics. You know, that's, that's right. what they that's come right. up with them for. These, you know, the, right. the, the stupid bills and things that everybody just rolls their eyes about. And we know why they're there. We know what they're doing. We know that they're trying to get a certain uh, section of people to vote for them. And so, yeah. and you're right. You know, I think about the people, the Republicans in this state who have quietly worked on uh, criminal justice reform. Uh, you know, away from the spotlights and away from the cameras. And if you could somehow or another set up an environment where people could come together to work like that, uh, you know, away from the cameras and away from everything and not worry about blowback from the voters or from, you know, or, or getting a campaign, uh, you know, getting, getting somebody to challenge you in the primary, uh, then I think we could, we could actually put together some ideas that, 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 that will help some people. Well, the thing that I believe is true is that, Alabama and all states have, may have similar problems, but the, the uniqueness of the state has to be considered in making the policies that address those problems. And, and it is not a one-size-fits-all. It is not that simple. No, because the solutions or the capability to do those solutions differ among the states. The needs differ. I mean, you may have an underlying uh, problem that can be solved with a blanket solution, but the details of it has to be customized to the state. Yeah, that's the reason why we set up a representative government in the first place is because everybody <laughs> yeah. is different. You know, I mean, yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, so you're, that's the reason I scream so often about people voting for their own self-interest. Vote for yourself, and if enough people have the same problems, your problems get solved. That's right. But they don't, Josh, and that's a perfect lead-in to the next thing that we want to discuss. I was reading, uh, and I've read this before, it's been expanded quite a bit, but a recent study that I've, I've been looking over and some other studies, over the last 40 years, there has been a rise in, in partisanship within the parties. But the interesting thing is 
the, the, the scholarly term for this is negative partisanship. And it means that people are voting not for the Democratic Party necessarily or for the Republican Party necessarily. They are voting against the other party. They're not voting for something. They're voting against something. Mm -hmm. And this is why we see what is the scholars call negative, uh, 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 negative partisanship. It's like a football team. It's not like politics anymore. We, what is this the thing? The thing is, I'm, I'm for Alabama and anybody who's, who's playing against Auburn. Yeah, I mean, and you would say the differently. Yeah, well, that, no, yeah, that's hundred percent true. And I mean, and you see it, you, you see it most starkly right now with with Doug Jones. Uh, you know, yeah. you can't, you cannot find ninety uh, percent of the people who are going to vote against him. You can't find, you can't get them to articulate a reason why they're going to vote against him, other than he's a Democrat. You know, right. well, right. give it back to the Republicans. You know, even if the Republican that you're going to give it to is wholly unqualified to hold it, so much so that they wouldn't even put him on stage at the RNC. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, and that's that's true. I mean, and the other thing that that does is leaves no middle ground for us to get things done. It does, and it goes both ways too. Now, Democrats do that. Why well, I said both? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, they are. Yeah, and I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the big problem that you have with it is, is you, you don't have to then worry about ideas and solutions to problems. Uh, right. If you if you do this, you're you're electing people just based on who who they filed their you know uh, candidacy with, which party, and you're not you're not choosing them on their ideas. You're not choosing them because right. they're the best candidate. That's the only reason you're right. choosing them, and so you wind up with a legislature kind of like the one we got. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Uh, it, 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 the, the shrillest voices, the most anti-voices, the voices that are that, that that preach hate and division are the ones that get the most airtime. Reasonable people don't get a say in the conversation because people don't stop yelling all the damn time. Exactly. Dang time. Did I say dang time? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, and you're and you're right. I mean, again, I hate to keep harping on Tommy Tuberville, but it's a perfect example of what you're saying uh, here. I mean, Tuberville has given there. There's been no policy idea whatsoever from the Tuberville campaign. So right. you know, what what are you voting for other than you're voting for the Republican over the Democrat? You're voting for the, your team. That's what you're doing. All right, we're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the feed, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. A lot can change in five years. Except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill. Because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long term. Now time is on your side.
are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. <clears throat> BCA, <clears throat> the Business Council of Alabama this week held a virtual business conference uh, in which uh, it called Engage Alabama. And it had some great topics. It had the <clears throat> big city mayors come together, Susan, to talk about the COVID crisis and how they're dealing with it. They had uh, information on you know, marketing your business and doing PR. And, that, and they had uh, a segment on broadband where they really discussed the vital need for broadband. And one thing, Josh, and you wrote about this, is their diversity conference. Now, it was all sponsored by Alabama Power, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Spire. But there were also other people that were do involved in the diversity, such as Regions Bank. And it was really a telling, telling, telling the difference in BCA in the past. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure uh, <clears throat> of what that you know what they've done at these events in, in the past, but I know that yeah, I, I they didn't promote diversity. No, they didn't. <laughs> I, I would have guessed not, but I, I didn't want to you know, to assume. Uh, but you know, I so I you know, I watched I did watch the the event with uh, the panel on, on diversity. Watched the panel on, on broadband. Um, and you know, and both both of them were very you know informative about you know in, in different ways. Uh, that diversity panel was very good. It, it brought together uh, a group uh, of people there from uh, from UAB, uh, from Regions Bank, uh, from a uh, from a general contractor, uh, Bressy and uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on their name there. Yeah, and, I know you're talking. Oh, United. Um, I, you know, and, and they they talked about the importance of, of a diverse staff and a, and a diverse and, and trying to be inclusive going forward with the way the minority population in our state and around the country is growing uh, and being able to kind of tap into that workforce and also tap into that marketplace uh, there. Right, and right, and right, if you're not right, doing right. that, uh, you're just kind of hurting your business and, and you're probably not going to be able to survive uh, going forward. And it was, it yeah. was a very, very informative thing. And I got to say, I learned, uh, you know, from that uh, the, about what Regions Bank has done uh, over the course of the last uh, several years, and they were they were way out front on a lot of this stuff, and uh, yeah. and had a diversity coordinator there who has been very active and uh, and doing yeah. a lot of things. And if you Google up Regions Bank diversity thing and look at all of their mm -hmm. programs and the way they're participating around Birmingham and in other areas, I mean, it was really really eye-opening for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we need to reach out and and try to reach out to the CEO president over there and some of the folks over there and maybe look a little deeper at what they're doing. But maybe we can get that done in the future. Uh, you brought up a topic and I, we haven't covered much of the conventions, Democrat or Republican. But one thing we did do is we published when when Doug Jones uh, was invited to speak at the Democratic convention. Mm -hmm. You would have thought that he was going into Satan's hell to hear Tommy Tuberville and, and, and Terry Lathan and folks talk so badly about that he was speaking at his party's convention. 
What did they expect him to do? Speak uh, you know, at the dog catchers convention? Know, and, and not to mention, I noticed that very few of them actually quoted any content of the speech that he had uh, because right. it, there was no way to do that and, and criticize anything that he said. Uh, when he talked about being bipartisan and bringing people together and the, yeah. and the number of bipartisan yeah. bills that he has and, and how he is you know sick and tired of, of the way things are in this in the country right now. And, and you look at his record, and not only has he said those things, he's backed those things up uh, by the things that he's done Absolutely. there. But, you know, Absolutely. you're right. It was, it was idiotic uh, to, to criticize the guy for speaking at his own convention. I mean, it was a national stage, and why wouldn't he have a spot? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you brought it up a minute ago, and that's what one of the things that reminded me of it is like Tommy Tuberville didn't get invited to speak. He did get invited to sit in the audience Thursday night with 1,500 other people who weren't wearing masks yeah. and not social distancing. Got invited to because, the COVID party. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. We hope that nobody gets it. But again, uh, it just was kind of funny. That I don't know. I don't think Jones criticized him for sitting in the audience, but it just—I mean, Tommy Tuberville would fit right in at the convention, but and he has uh, the president's blessing, but he didn't get a speaking slot. Susan, no, he got endorsed by the president. I believe the president was going to have a come down here and have a rally for him, yeah. except for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But, but was it really for him, stage. or was it against his opponent? Well, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, again, a, we are. But why would you let him speak? What has he ever yeah. said that would be worthy of a spot? I mean, seriously, they 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 chose Tiffany Trump over him. I mean, why? You know, I, I, I tell you what. I think he he started out with what was right. Go to the Buick and turn around. <laughs> I mean, listen. Uh, it's my understanding that that they were if there was another spot open, they were going to give it to Barron anyway. Uh, so it doesn't, you know, there, there's no way that, that, that Tupper was going to speak. And, and, and there, again, he has, I, I'm desperately asking somebody to tell me anything that the man has said or done that would, that would lead you to vote for him other than he's a Republican. Did yeah. I hear that they tried yeah. to get the cat? Yeah, but they couldn't meet the cat's demands. Yeah. 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 I mean, the cat drove a hard bargain. Yeah. The cat knows the art of the deal. Yeah, it's either true. my way or no way. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to get to some other good news that I think is out there and, and some bad news. But, uh, you know, uh, Republican State Senator uh, Randy Price out of Opelika uh, has had a terrible time with COVID-19. He has been in intensive care. Mm -hmm. He was on a ventilator for some period of time. And now he is... <clears throat> in rehab, and they do expect him to come home in the next few weeks. That is some very, very That's good news. That's excellent news. We've, we've been very concerned. Uh, also, this week, uh, you know, last week, I think it was, or two weeks ago, uh, Governor Ivey's chief of staff, Joe Bonner, mm -hmm. uh, his wife was diagnosed with COVID-19 after going to a visitation at a funeral, mm -hmm. and uh, both he and Joe, Janie and Joe, uh, are COVID-free and doing well and healthy. Yes, that's that's great news. Uh, the bad news is that our our good friend and reporter at APR, Eddie Burkhalter, his father passed away this week. Uh, Emery Burkhalter, he was 75, and he will surely be missed.